0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn and Christmas is right up on us and I want to take a look at Mary uh, these first two, maybe even three days this week as we look at the character in the Bible, the person in the Bible um, that is one of the most well-known in the world, and uh, definitely the most well-known female person in the Bible, and uh, just obviously what an unbelievable privilege it was to be the mother of Jesus, but also I just think about the excruciating pain that it must have been to see her precious son die upon the cross at only the age of 33. And as I heard Dr. J- Jeremiah say in his book, you know, Why the Nativity, uh, which I'm going to be basing some of this, what I've talked about this week, uh, but off that book, Why the Nativity, uh, by Dr. J. Jeremiah. If you're looking for a real simple, uh, short Christmas book, I uh, really recommend it. But he talks about that how Mary saw Jesus from the cradle to the cross. And I never really had thought about it in that way, Uh, but that's why he's such a wonderful, gifted communicator, one of my favorite uh, pastors and teachers of God's Word. Uh, Bless me for over 40 years now, but, uh, I mean, think about that for Mary. uh, From the cradle to the cross, in only 33 years, uh, the most high of highs giving birth to the Son of God, and yet seeing that horrific death on the cross and Maybe for somebody listening today, you're like, you know, man, I kind of feel like I'm in a, one of those uh, moments that Mary's in uh, about the cross. I feel like I'm I'm carrying my cross. And we know as followers of Jesus, sometimes uh, we have to carry a cross. We have to carry burdens. And yet I'm so thankful that God never asked us to do anything that his one and only son, Jesus, didn't have to do or go through. And God doesn't do it to uh, punish us. So please don't buy into that lie from the enemy. But yet, living in this fallen world that we do, this side of heaven, uh, Jesus warned us that we will have trials and tribulations. So I want to encourage you today that God understands. And uh, you think about Jesus' precious mother, Mary, she definitely understands uh, the joy of having a precious baby and a healthy baby boy. And then just, you know, parents are not supposed to bury their children. Uh, Children are supposed to bury the parents and yet she saw that in the most horrific way. And so maybe today you you just need to know that Mary, I mean, because of God and Jesus, uh, understands. And be encouraged by that. And obviously, Mary, uh, Jesus came and uh, as her son in her heart one way, but then uh, He became her Savior in another way after the tomb was empty three days later. And this Christmas season, we can all rejoice in that, can't we? And I'm so thankful to know uh, that God chose somebody like Mary. Uh, would not have been maybe the person that the world would have chosen. Somebody uh, that you know came from a rich family and uh, born in a palace, a uh, you know daughter of a queen and king or something, but uh, a, a peasant, uh, a teenager. Oh my goodness! And yet, I want us to look at three characteristics in Mary's life. Uh, There's a lot of things that we could learn from her life, but three characteristics of godliness in Mary's life uh, today and tomorrow. And and the first thing is that when you think about Mary, um, you know, right from the beginning, uh, it says in Luke chapter one, verse 28, blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among women. And, it was a blessing, obviously, chosen to have the Son of God. What a blessing it was. But the thing about it is, obviously, there were some things about that with her and Joseph being engaged but not married yet, and yet they had remained sexually pure, and all of a sudden she's pregnant. And, you know, sometimes we walk through unplanned circumstances, sometimes they're really good, sometimes they can be challenging, and yet, Mary, I think it's kind of both. Uh, One, you're going to conceive a child, it's going to be the child of God, the Son of God, yet, hello, um, got a problem here, I'm not married yet, and we have maintained sexual purity, and yet, um, I'm pregnant, so can you imagine the rumors that were going on in the neighborhood? in that community with mary being pregnant and for you today maybe you're kind of in an uncomfortable situation and uh, part of it's good news but there's also some uh, challenging things going on along with that situation and that's why i love reading the bible because over two thousand years later i can still apply it in my life and you can apply it in your life and know that mary knows uh you know this is kind of a unique situation it's a, a blessing on one hand But it's also a real challenge. And I'm so thankful that God understands when we're dealing with situations like that in our life. And I think the fact of the matter is we all, if you're listening to this program and you're a follower of Jesus, you want to be more godly in your life. You want to be God-honoring in what you say, what you do. And, boy, Mary definitely was that. And the first thing that Mary teaches us is about the submission of godliness, the submission of godliness. In Luke chapter 1, verse 38, it says, Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. I think it's so powerful there that Mary said, you know, hey, I will be, I'm a maidservant. I mean, I'm a maidservant. And you know, we don't like that a lot of people, most people in our culture, we don't want to be known as a a servant. And yet that's what Mary said. Hey, I'm a maid servant. From the very beginning of Mary's relationship with Jesus, it was all about submission in her life. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary with the news that she was to be the human mother of the Messiah, think about this for a second. Mary had no warning, she had no preparation, she had no timeline. And she had no precedent. Think about that. I mean, that's I mean, kind of overwhelming <laughs> in all honesty. When I see her and I, I say that out loud. Mary had no warning that this was going to happen. This angel Gabriel was going to show up and tell her about she was going to have the child of God. She had no preparation, right? It definitely was not on her calendar, all right. She had no timeline. Okay, you know, a lot of times you plant seeds in a garden or something, you're not sure when things are going to come to harvest, but you know at some point they will. Well, there have been no seed planted here, friends. Okay, and you know what I mean by that, right? <laughs> and yet, oh my goodness, uh, and you're pregnant and you're going to have the Son of God. And there's no precedent. I mean, this has never happened before. You cannot become pregnant, obviously, unless. You, uh, there was sexual relations between a man and a woman. So there's no precedent for Mary to go. Oh yeah, this is how this worked in somebody else's life. So maybe that's where you're at today too, dealing the situation of your your life. You're like, you know, I didn't have any warning. I've had no time to prepare. There's no timeline that to go by, and there's no precedent. And. The interesting part is this whole dialogue with Gabriel, the angel, happened in Mary's home. And the thing about it for me that excites me, though, friends, you never know when God may show up. And he speaks sometimes through dreams and angels, through uh, obviously the Bible, the Holy Spirit, circumstances, and also speaks through other people. And one of the things that I want to grow and improve as this year ends and going into 20 and 23 is just to be more aware of how God is wanting to speak to me, to be more sensitive to where and how he's speaking to me. Obviously, he loves to speak through his word. Sometimes he speaks through worship, music, songs, through prayer, through a conversation with somebody, through something I see on social media through a text, through an email, through a billboard, through the Holy Spirit. And the thing about it is, and I get excited because you never know each day where God might show up in your life. Amen? But when the angel intervened in Mary's life and she learned that she was going to bear a son and that his name would be Jesus, and she told was told, you know, hey, this is going to be unlike any other child that's ever born You're going to have a child without having a relationship with a man. It's going to be a child from the Holy Spirit. The way Mary responded, friends, I don't know that I could have or would have. I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I would have handled that fine if I was a woman, I was Mary. But let's be honest, I think most of us wouldn't. But the way she responded was, behold, the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. In other words, she said, Lord, Lord. I don't understand this. I don't even comprehend it. But whatever you desire, be it unto me. Let it be in my life according to your word. And I want to ask you today, what is the situation in your life that was unexpected like Mary's? And yet, if you're being transparent today, you're like, you know, I'm kind of kicking and screaming about this. I don't want to do it. I'm avoiding it. I'm procrastinating. I'm lying to myself, and yet I know that God's called me to do this. And friends, somebody listening today, whether it's on the radio, it's on our podcast, it's on our YouTube channel, whichever way you're listening, God is speaking to somebody today saying, You know what? I want you to be like Mary and just submit, surrender this situation to me. And just like Mary, I just want you to trust me, even though it doesn't make any kind of sense. Remember today, friends, he's a good, good father. He loves to bless his kids. He's not some taskmaster. He's not some tight fist God. He's a generous father. He's a good, good father. He loves to bless his kids. He loves to help his kids. And Mary just said, you know, don't understand this. Nothing to compare it to, no precedent. But you know what? I am going to surrender and may it be unto your word that I'm going to make do this. But at the same time, if you're Mary, you got to kind of wonder, why have I been favored to be the mother of Jesus? Why me out of all the women in the world? And you don't think it's kind of interesting in the Bible? The reasons are not told. They're not told to us. We're not, we're not sure why Mary was chosen. Only God himself knows that. And that goes back to something so many times uh, when people ask me, Greg, you know, as a pastor, um, help me understand, why do you think this is happening? And sometimes I just have to humbly say, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, This side of heaven, there's just a lot of things I don't have answers for. But I know that I believe with all my heart, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that some things work together for all those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say some things. It says, Most things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. No, 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 no. It doesn't say that either, does it? Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 28 says, Not some things, not most things. It says, All things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And as my good friend and hero of the faith, Wally Rendell, says, and you've heard me say it numerous times over the past five years, if you've still got a pulse, you've still got a purpose. If you still have a pulse, you still have a purpose. And just like Mary as a teenage girl was chosen to be the mother of Jesus, You know what? God's got a purpose for you, and maybe it's you're supposed to be motherly to somebody uh, that you know is struggling, going through a tough time, and you reach out, and you call somebody today, or you text them, or you get a gift card for somebody that's a, a single mom. Mary obviously was not single. She was engaged, getting ready to be married, but you know what I'm saying. There's somebody that's just in a you know, a unique situation. The Lord's like saying, you know what? I want you to be a blessing then or to help provide Christmas for somebody that just, you know, is not going to be able to have any Christmas without your help. And one of the things that was the uh, best decisions uh, my family made several years ago, instead of buying gifts for each other other than uh, the grandchildren uh, or my nieces, nephews, or the kids, we didn't buy my siblings. Now, we're not getting gifts for each other. And uh, my mom and dad just get them one gift together, and and they actually didn't want us to do that, but we just insisted because they're generous to us, and just take the money that we would spend on each other and bless somebody less fortunate. And maybe this Christmas, that's when you do it. I know Lighthouse Ministries is uh, looking for people to help sponsor some families and kids and single parents that are just not going to be able to do Christmas. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I hope you'll join me again tomorrow as we continue talking about Why Mary on Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.